Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris, and I'm just so glad you're here. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface and to hold space for meaningful conversations. We're going to talk about life and love and basically everything in between. This is a place where done is better than perfect, where quality triumphs quantity, and where you can really just come as you are. So go ahead and leave that Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is freaking messy. Don't I know it, y'all? Now, not only are we going to be real, we're going to have fun too. Scout's honor. I promise you this. I will find any excuse to bring up Beyonce or the latest episode of The Bachelorette. So if you're a new friend, you are so welcome. And before we get started, pause and make sure you're subscribed to the Refined Collective Podcast on iTunes so that each week when a new episode drops, it'll download straight to those devices. And if you're an old friend, um, welcome back. Hi there. I already know you're all subscribed and good to go, but would you do me a quick favor? Hop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and written review. I would be incredibly grateful for that. Now, I used to feel like all weird and awkward about asking you to do this, but then I listened to Oprah's podcast and even she asks her listeners to do it. In the podcast world, those subscribes and ratings and reviews really, really help us. So thank you in advance. You are the best. Finally, if something stands out to you in this episode, find me on Instagram at The Refined Woman or my podcast specific account at The Refined Collective and send me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. All right, let's go ahead and get to it. Recently, one of my pastors said that pressure reveals our priorities. And that just has hit home for me so much in this season of, you know, quarantine and social distancing and really just feeling like our lives and this world is on a giant pause and there's so much unknown and that has felt overwhelming for me. It's felt stressful for me. And in any given day, these days, I'm feeling like every single emotion on the spectrum. And so I really wanted to have a pause and have a conversation with um, my dear friend who is a registered nurse and getting her PhD right now, Kate Esgree. She's been on the podcast before. I'll link it in the show notes. But we're really talking about how to get grounded in the midst of overwhelm and really getting practical on that. And then also like how to like be healthy in this time. Like when we're stuck at home, like, and practically speaking, like, are there foods that I can be eating that are going to nourish my body in this time? Are there things I can avoid? How do I identify these narratives, um, that are coming up that may not be serving me or maybe rooted in fear. So it was such a fun conversation. I always enjoy like every second I get to chat with Kate. Um, and so let's just go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to another episode of the Refine Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. And today we have on for, this is only the second time I've ever done this in the, in my whole life and in my podcast, having a repeat guest on. And I'm so excited to have Kate Escurry from the foundation blog back on the Refined Collective. What's up, girl? Oh, I'm so glad and happy to be here and just connect with you right now. It's always so good to hear your voice. <laughs> 
Uh, so if you guys haven't listened to the other episode that Kate was on, Kate, you basically like gave me a health class. Like you, the episode was everything you weren't taught about your period or like everything you need to know about your period. So we'll link that in the show notes. Um, you are just such a badass when it comes to like healthy and holistic living. And what I love about you, Kate, is that it's not just kind of coming from opinion. Like this has been your education. So before we get started, can you just tell people like who you are and why we should listen to you? <laughs> Other than you're freaking awesome and I adore you and I wish we were neighbors. You're so sweet. So I am Kate Eskry. I'm a registered nurse and I'm currently getting my doctorate in integrative health. Um, So I am two thirds of the way done with my program and just really on fire for what I'm learning. Uh, On the foundation blog, I share holistic and realistic hacks for wellness. So Um, I'm definitely in tune with the more natural sides of healing, being in tune with the foundational daily choices we make, rest, breath, nutrition, um, just kind of really like honing in on the things that make us feel well and vibrant and healthy. Um, And so that's kind of my mission. And just going through school, getting my doctorate, still working as a nurse um, and just kind of taking it day by day. But I really have found kind of my own personal happy spot in the middle of Western med and um, Eastern med and just kind of combining the both worlds. I don't think it has to be one or the other and just really making wellness very approachable and realistic because I think it's easy in the modern wellness space to be like, have ashwagandha, go do three hours of yoga a day, like have a two hour morning routine. And I'm just way more about like, Hey, busy woman, I see you. I feel you. Here are, you know, five hacks that take less than 10 minutes to ground yourself. Or here's a realistic quick breakfast that um, has healthy fats and will keep you full till lunchtime. So I'm definitely about breaking down health into realistic and natural wellness. I appreciate that on so many levels. A, I get so frustrated that it's like the wellness industry has been hijacked into this like multi-billion dollar like profit seeking (laughs) cyclone. And it's like, well, if I want to be healthy, then I have to be rich. And so in a large portion, in my opinion and experience, what the wellness industry has spoken to is a lot of like rich white women. And that's really not fair. And spending gobs of money doesn't necessarily translate to caring for ourselves well and so to like kind of pause and make it accessible to like all people regardless of where you live how you live how much money you make I think is so important and and then just like on a like zooming out larger scale of talking about you know life isn't an either or And I think growing up and especially with like my relationship with God and faith and and just being more of like a logical black and white thinker, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that life isn't about either or. It's like a collision of the both and and there's a lot of gray in our lives and like once I start acknowledging that and releasing the grip that I have on like, it has to be this way. It's either Western medicine or Eastern, or it's either right or wrong. But like life, 
I've kind of experienced happens in between the two, like in between the pendulum swing of extremes. Absolutely. And I, I definitely feel that there's been times in my life where I was very, you know, um, particular about what I ate and quote unquote healthy and super ritualistic and, you know, right and wrong. And this food was good and bad. And I would argue that that wasn't healthy at all. And then on the other end, you know, maybe people that don't feel intentional with their food or eat what's ever in front of them or have a hard time, like feeling disconnected from their body. Um, I believe their health isn't in either extreme. It's kind of in that middle where you can be intentional in your food choices um, but then also be okay if you have a glass of wine with girlfriends or if you have the yeah. chips and queso. And um, I would argue that like I am much healthier now, even though mm. I eat more quote unquote bad foods mm. than I did when I was following every rule and every diet plan and that type of thing. That's so interesting how that happens of like, you know, like we think if we like follow the resume or the bullet points to the extreme, like that's where like happiness or fulfillment or joy lies. But I'm just like, life is just too messy for that. So let's figure out how to like be in the in-between. So kind of speaking of like, we're in the middle of this, like we were talking before I started where I pressed record where I feel like, like God has pressed pause on the planet right now. Like life as we know it is on a a giant scale pause and it's impacting us globally with like quarantine and social distancing, but it's also impacting us individually. And I don't know about you, Kate, but like so many internal conversations or narratives that I didn't think were still there for me have kind of risen to the surface in this time. Um, and I just, I first just wanted to ask like how, what has come up for you in this time? Like any fears that you didn't think were still there or like inner dialogues that are like, Oh, like, okay, that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think there's something very, powerful and potent about this collective pause that we're going through as on a global level. Um, for me, I think what's coming up, well, first of all, I'm feeling every emotion at least once a day. I feel happy. I feel stressed. I feel uneasy. I feel like lack. I feel abundance. I feel like scared. I like, I feel notes of everything every day. It's just such an interesting season to navigate. Um, I think the main themes that are coming up for me right now is just kind of realizing how different people handle stress or situations like this. So for me personally, I kind of gravitate towards productivity. Um, and even in these times of stress, I'm still kind of ticking at a to-do list and have things that, oh, I could do this on quarantine, or maybe I can finally clean out that cabinet or this or that, or I could write that blog post. And my kind of instinct is to just fill Mm -hmm. the day up with productivity and check things off. And I think that's kind of a, a way of numbing, even though it might look more acceptable to society. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's how I process. And I don't feel like I'm in an unhealthy place with that. I'm leaving margin for rest and, Um, quiet time in that. But I've realized right now is that everyone is handling quarantine differently. Some people might be like me and fill up their to-do list and find peace in kind of the structure and routine and getting things done. And some people might need 
to go inward and be more quiet and sleep more and rest more. And neither of those are right and neither of those are wrong. I think I'm just kind of keying into what I need from quarantine um, because in this social media world, as we all know, there's people right now that are telling you like how to quarantine, like, oh, you should be doing this or you could get this done or you could binge watch Netflix or this or that. And I just think it's really important that we all kind of press pause, like we're saying, and like really go inward and ask ourselves what we're needing from this time. Yeah, I was listening to my church is doing like online services right now. And this past weekend, one of the things my pastor said is pressure reveals priorities. And it's like, we're in this, we're in this like weird moment. And it's like our true colors are being revealed. And like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a right or wrong. Like when you were talking, what came up for me is like a picture of the Titanic. Like when the Titanic hits the iceberg, there were people who like immediately jumped ship and got on the boat. There are people who started playing music to like bring calm and peace to like the time of crisis. There are people who just pretended that nothing was going on. There were people like there were a hundred different reactions. And I think it's been, that's just been interesting for me to notice too of like, Oh wow. Like look what's coming up for us all collectively and differently. And then what's coming up for myself. And I mean, I resonate with the productivity thing like I am give me a system give me a formula and I will plug and chug my day away and I with my productivity quote-unquote threatened in the last month it's brought up this stress in me that has been really revealing and caused me to pause and be like wow like I didn't know how much I attached my worth to how many things I accomplished in a day. I didn't think that I would say, I didn't, I would never have said with my words, like, I believe I matter in this world. I believe that I have more, I'm like more lovable, more worthy, more acceptable, more seen when I am productive, when I am providing for myself. And so that's been like one of the big things that has like come up. And I feel in the last few weeks, I've kind of like softened a little bit into that and been like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to be like as quote unquote as productive and that's okay. And then another thing that's been super surprising to me, Kate, that has not been a thing for me for years. And I've been honest on here in the past of like struggling with an eating disorder in college, but I noticed last week being like, I should be weighing myself every day. I should, I need to make sure that I don't leave quarantine having gained a bunch of weight. And I, I noticed myself starting to really wanting to like have some sort of manifestation of control and wanting that to like show up in the way I ate And, and then I was like, so what does that mean for me? Does that mean that I think that I'm only beautiful if I look a certain way? Like I'm only acceptable if I can be the perfect, the quote unquote perfect size, like after this is all over, it's just been a really, that part has been really revealing to me. So I've just been trying to notice that, not judge it, but be like, okay, like, what is that about for me? I know that you have spoken to this on your on your blog and website, but do you think that this is something that's coming up for a lot of people in this? 
it's just such an unprecedented time. And first off, I just want to start off this conversation about nutrition with the fact that I know talking about food may be triggering to some right now. Um, maybe you lost your job or maybe money is more tight or you're worried about running out of food or lack of resources. And I just like sincerely want to acknowledge that and just say, I am so sorry. But I also know that just hearing someone say that they're sorry doesn't solve your problem. Um, so I have just been really encouraged to share Feeding America's platform right now. They are doing amazing things with providing food to those who need it. So I just really recommend um, looking at that if you feel you're in a position where you're struggling to um, feel secure in your food situation. Um, they have a great tool on there where you can find a food shelf near you. Super simple to use. Um, so again, I just wanted to shout out to that resource. And then to those of us that are in a position that we can afford our basic resources and food and maybe have a little extra money left over. Um, if you donate to Feeding America, $1 allows them to buy 10 meals. So um, it's truly just such an impactful way to give right now and just nourish our brothers and sisters that are maybe finding themselves in a difficult position. So I just wanted to start off the food conversation with that um, because I feel like we can't talk about food and COVID-19 without acknowledging that some of us are really struggling with this. So, um, yeah, I wanted to just dive into that. And then I think we kind of forget that food is absolutely essential to life. Like it's just such a part of our everyday that we forget that it is non-optional. Like we all need to eat. Um, and so it's kind of one of these common threads that we all share, like everyone in this world needs to eat. And so in a lot of like addictive or problematic relationships like alcohol or cigarettes or something, you can quit it cold turkey. But with eating, you can't. Um, and so like if you've had a kind of a problematic relationship with food in the past, you can't just quit eating cold turkey. You need to keep eating. And so. I have found that since, you know, my relationship with food will be lifelong because I need to nourish lifelong, those kind of old narratives do resurface from time to time because eating is always going to be a part of my story, a part of my life, a part of my journey. And every narrative I've told myself about food at one point or another can resurface at any time. Um, but I think it's going back to what I was saying earlier about finding the truth in the fact that I am much healthier now living in the gray, living in the in-between, living in a joyful relationship with food than I ever was when I was more restrictive and right and wrong and good and bad. Um, so I, I personally, I feel lucky to say I haven't found that restrictive mindset surfacing um, mm -hmm. in this time, but I am definitely thinking about food a lot more, I think. Um, and from my standpoint, just where my brain goes and my passion, it's all about like, what foods can I eat right now that nourish me, that heal me, that maybe have a longer shelf life? How can I get creative in the kitchen when I have less trips to the grocery store? So my kind of logical brain is taking over at this time. And I think that's just how I process stress. I'm very much like, okay, yeah. this is kind of um, weighing on me. What am I going to do about it? That's how I think. Mm -hmm. And again, that's similar to what you're saying, a sense of control in some way. Um, but I'm just trying to think about like, how can I realistically 
have healthy, nourishing food during this time when life looks a little bit different. This episode of the Refined Collective Podcast is brought to you by my very own free guide for single women, six tips to activate your dating life. Raise your hand if dating as a woman of faith in today's swipe right, swipe left culture has ever felt like a total struggle fest. Or maybe being single in our culture today feels overwhelming, lonely, discouraging, frustrating. And maybe if you're being really honest, it can even feel hopeless. Listen, single gal to single gal, I totally get it. But did you know that doing the same thing over and over again while expecting different results is known as the insanity cycle? Friend, it is time to walk into a freeing, exciting, and purpose-filled season of singleness. It's time to activate your dating life. I created a free guide for you, and by free, I mean $0, called Six Tips to Activate Your Dating Life to equip you to shake things up in your season of singleness. You can grab it right now at bit.ly slash TRW dating tips. Now you will walk away knowing number one, the biggest mindset shift that will transform how you show up in your dating life. Number two, I'm going to teach you how to get unstuck in your dating life. And three, I will show you the number one thing you can start doing today that will radically change your season of singleness. And finally, the three things I wish someone would have told me 10 years ago about dating. You don't have to wander around for years like I did, insecure, uncertain, and discouraged about your dating or lack thereof life. So if any of this resonates with you, pause and go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-R-W dating tips and grab your free guide. Again, that's bit.ly slash T-R-W dating tips. All right, let's get back to it. I think that's so important to acknowledge that food isn't bad. Food isn't bad. Food isn't evil. I think it's also important to say like the existence of a thought or narrative does not mean you're back at square one. Like I had a girl reach out to me on Instagram this past week and she's like, I'm 28 years old. I'm stuck in isolation by myself and I'm struggling with my body image. And I I feel like I'm too old to be going through this. Like I'm so sick of this. And I just, I just like felt her heart so much and I understand where she's coming from. And I think one of the biggest things that I have tried to step into is like healing is such a process. And I'm so grateful now. I'm grateful that that narrative came up for me last week of like, oh, like I should weigh myself every day. Like I literally was able to pause and I laughed at that comment. I was like, okay, because what's that going to change? <laughs> um, okay, like I'm just wanting control. Like, okay, that doesn't mean that I'm back where I was 15 years ago. It just means that it's a conversation that came up and to be curious about that and not judge it. And then from there, Rep- like remind myself what's true. Like it, it, no matter if I gain 30 pounds or hopefully I won't lose 30 pounds because that wouldn't be healthy, but like w- I am loved and I am worthy and I am accepted like from the inside out period, no matter what I do or do not look like. So kind of like 
interrupting those conversations. And I love how you make things so practical, Kate, because it can be like, oh, great, flowery, like I am loved. Okay, but I'm stuck at home. So how can I honor myself? And I would love to just dive into that practical with you. Like, how can we, how can we shop during this time? Like, how can we meal prep? Like, what are the things that we can be thinking about and uh, replenishing our bodies with in this season? I think first and foremost, just giving yourself grace that your nutrition may not look how it quote normally does. And that's 100% fine. We are in a very odd time and really nothing looks quote normal right now. So it's okay if you have a few less veggies or you're eating a few more carbs or whatever it is. I just want to give you guys peace in that, that nothing in the world is normal right now and you can't hold your food to that same rigid standard. So I do think there's a few things we can do just to like eat healthy during this time. And first and foremost, I just don't think it's about hoarding. I don't think it's about going to the grocery store and stocking up on like 8,000 cans of tomato soup right now. Like I just think it's shopping with a little bit more intention, using up what you already own, cooking with thought, sharing and donated to those less fortunate like being strategic with the ingredients you have and just just being intentional with everything that's in your kitchen and just really giving gratitude for it and being creative and thinking in a versatile way. Um, so if you have peeked at my blog before, you may have known that my only really eating rule, and I wouldn't even call it a rule, more of a guideline, is I just try to keep food as real and in its natural state as possible. Um, so I have cheese, I have carbs, I have all the things. I just try to make sure when I eat them, they're in as good a quality and as close to their natural form as I can get. So for me right now, grocery shopping looks very similar to how it did before, but I'm just a little more strategic. So I'm freezing some berries after I buy them. I'm buying some frozen vegetables. I'm buying a few more kind of shelf-stable pantry items like rice and um, chickpeas and those kind of things. And I'm really not changing too much. I'm just changing how I store them, how quickly I use them, um, that type of thing. So I think that's the first thing I would say is you don't need to go to the grocery store and like prepare for doomsday and get a ton of dried lima beans and that kind of thing. Just kind of continue your normal, but just think a little bit more like, okay, You know, if I buy all produce, well, that might go old in the next week or so. But if I buy like half shelf stable goods or maybe a few bags of freezer spinach when you normally only buy fresh spinach, like those minor tweaks can give you a lot of peace of mind. Um, So I would say that's one thing you can do. Um, In terms of the kitchen, I am just trying to infuse some like beautiful, natural holistic gifts from the earth that can boost immunity. So I'm cooking with a lot of turmeric, ginger, garlic, those things. They are amazing for immune health. Um, I love like echinacea tea, elderberry. So just a few basic things. I have a list of that on my blog if you guys want to peek at it. Um, But just kind of, again, being intentional with my food. I'm not being crazy, but Um, okay, if I'm cooking a soup, maybe throw some extra ginger in there, maybe throw some um, extra like turmeric. So that is one thing I'm doing as well. Um, I think the main tip I would give here is just to 
really dive into that pantry and those kind of basic ingredients that you get really bored of and don't even really consider like flour, sugar, olive oil, like vinegar, those things can, you can get so like creative and have so much fun in the kitchen and create these beautiful meals. And, you know, I don't want to like put like a sunny side up view on this because I know quarantine has been very stressful for a lot of people, but this really is an opportunity to be in the kitchen, to press pause, to work with your hands, to connect with your food, to maybe try a recipe you've been wanting to make, to reacquaint yourself with kind of those classic cooking dishes, you know, that are simple pantry items. So I don't know. I just encourage you guys. I realize there's a lot of heaviness to this, but to kind of shift your mindset in the kitchen and just find joy in this new intentional, slower relationship with food. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so, I think that's so powerful. And I love that it's like starting with giving yourself grace and like, okay, like this might be as normal, like normal might not be normal right now. And that's okay. And to have gratitude and, and then to identify, am I, am I like sitting here, like trying to prepare for doomsday and like, okay, acknowledge it. And then like shift out of that while also being wise in the sense of like, okay, if you want to buy some fruit and it's not going to last as long, you can freeze it. Like, it just sounds like super, super practical. Um, now, okay. I'm all about trying new recipes, but I can get like super overwhelmed very quickly. <laughs> Do you have like a go-to recipe? Uh, whoa, recipe. I guess my <laughs> recipe. <laughs> I've been in Texas for almost a month now and it's coming out. Um, <laughs> but what has been your favorite thing to cook in this time? Slash, do you have any go-to places for recipes? I think my favorite thing to make right now is soup. Just because there there really is a reason that chicken noodle soup is the thing that our parents, you know, always fed us when we were when we were young. Like there's a lot of collagen, there's protein, there's these healing garlic and like these spices I was talking about. It really is just like a beautiful dish to have. And it's so easy. Um, so I've been making and I love how versatile soup is. So whatever vegetables you do have, are they on the verge of going bad? Do you have some in the freezer? Toss them all in, pour some broth in, season it up, and then you can have it for a few days. So that's actually what I just had before we got on our call. Um, another dish that I love, <laughs> we, we call it, a, it's not a dish at all. It's the most simple thing. We'll make like just a basic rice and then do a dollop of full fat Greek yogurt. And then some garlic and like salt and pepper and butter. And just like it is it's not like an Alfredo, but it's just this like creamy rice dish that has great carb, great protein. Um, So, yeah, it takes like 10 minutes. That's just something that popped into my mind that we do on those nights where it's like, I don't feel like cooking. You don't feel like cooking. Let's make some rice and throw some Greek yogurt in and call it a day. Wait, do you put any like any like veggies or chicken with it or like that's that? Well, and that's the beauty of it. Sometimes we might saute up some spinach or garlic or onions. Mm. Um, basically every single thing I make isn't really a recipe. It's just more mm. of a framework of like, mm. okay, here's a carb. Here's a protein. Yeah. Here's a fat. Here's some seasonings and, you know, veggies, whatever I have on hand and more of a hodgepodge person where it's like, okay, let's mm-hmm. chop this up, saute it in some olive oil, salt, pepper, mix it with the grain, mix it with some protein, put it in a soup. Um, I'm definitely 
not someone that wants to spend all day in the kitchen. I love cooking. I love eating. I find so much joy in it, but you know, life is busy and I want to, you know, make my meals efficient, but also delicious and nourishing. So I'm definitely more someone of like, okay, all hands on deck. What do we got here? Okay. We have some eggplants that might be going bad. We have some squash. Let's throw that in the oven, roast it at 400, you know, like I'm just kind of a, what do we have? What can we do with it? And could we make it last a few days? Those are all like really, really awesome, awesome insights and tips. And just to like transition a little bit in this time, it's like uncertain. Like people are saying it's like unprecedented. Like all these things are happening. Something that I've been thinking about for myself is how often time is a conversation for me. Like I don't have enough time. Like I can enter into scarcity around that, like in a nanosecond when I open my eyes in the morning. And so something that I've just been trying to invite myself into is changing my relationship with time. But also it's like we have different margin right now. And so I'm curious about like, what are the things in our lives that we can kind of create maybe more like rituals, like rhythms of rest, rhythms to support our minds, our mental health, our spirit in ways that like when when we are going a thousand miles an hour, it's like harder to implement that. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I feel like you have, you're so good at like living the work. Um, like what are some of the like rituals and things that you've been practicing in this time? Yeah. Wow. I love this question. And I, I just thought of what your pastor said with like pressure reveals priorities. Like when we are worried about time, I find that the things that truly need to get done always get done. And those things that were maybe optional or I maybe put on my plate that I didn't need to or that I was doing out of obligation, those are the things that are optional. Um, so I would just find peace in the fact that what needs to get done will get done. You do have time for the things you need to do and just finding peace in that surrender of like, I don't need to do everything. I can do anything, but I don't need to do everything. So that's kind of what I'll say with that as far as rituals go and having maybe a little more time. Um, again, it goes back to the fact that everyone is handling this quarantine differently. And for me, I have really grounded into self-care during this time. And normally to me, self-care, I it's part of my everyday. It's definitely a priority in my life. But in some ways, it feels kind of optional. Like I love meditating, but most days I'm just kind of like, okay, if I get to it, it's great. If not, whatever. And during this time, it's non-optional. Like I'm like craving the stillness. I'm craving the release. I'm craving the quiet time. So just kind of tuning into, again, what you need at this time. This isn't about what your friend is doing or your mom is doing or that person you follow on Instagram is doing. It's like, what do you need during this quarantine, like maybe it's creating and working with your hands, or maybe it is a 10 minute yoga flow. For some people, it might be meditating. Maybe it's drawing or journaling or singing or whatever it is. I would just, like you said, Kat, we do have a little bit more time. And granted, you know, I don't have four kiddos running around at home or anything like that, but I am working still. I'm still getting my doctorate. I'm still blogging. Like I have a lot going on, but I have just like 
found that self-care right now is not an optional, oh, that's great if I get to it thing. It is like necessary for me right now. So maybe I would just challenge anyone listening to this to write down like five things that bring you comfort and joy that can be done in 10 minutes that maybe take a little bit longer, um, but just have a little self-care list. And if you have a chunk of time in your day where you're like, okay, I have an hour here, I have 45 minutes or I have 10 minutes, look at your little self-care list and just pick something that fills your cup. And just, you know, sometimes we do need a little structure. We like to say like, oh, you know, in this moment, I knew I needed blank. But sometimes it's really nice just to have a list there of like, okay, these are things that feel really soul filling and life giving to me. Um, And just, you know, if you have a moment, take a peek and pick one of those things. 2020 is in full swing. And I don't know about you, but I am here for it. I'm also here human to human to ask you for support. Help me, friend, to help you. The Refine Collective podcast is one of my most favorite projects that I have ever worked on in my career, but it is definitely a labor of love. We have quite a bit of hard cost each month from software and subscription services to my team who edit and produce the episodes to licensing music and running logistics for all things Refined Collective. Now, because of that, I want to invite you, yes, you, to join our Patreon community. Patreon is this incredible platform that helps listeners financially support their favorite podcasts. You can support their fine collective podcast for as little as $5 a month. And we made a bunch of fun different tiers that are jam-packed with free goodies and VIP access to our newest content. And you will be notified before anyone else about our upcoming live events. I'll also be going to you first to find out what questions you want answered and what topics you want covered moving forward. So in the midst of a wild year, I want to ask you, friend, if you'd be willing to link arms with my team and me and sharing some of the load and helping make the Refine Collective podcast the best it can possibly be. So if you want to learn more or sign up today, head on over to patreon.com slash the Refine Collective. Again, that's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Refine Collective. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this community. I know you talk a lot about how to ground and how to be grounded when you're feeling overwhelmed or in stress. And I think that I know for myself for a long time when people are like, oh, I really need to get grounded. I was like, what the heck does that mean? Like, what do you mean grounded? Um, So I just wanted you to maybe unpack a little bit first, like what does what does it mean to get grounded and how in a moment of overwhelm or frustration or stress or unknown can you like shift into feeling grounded? Yeah. So, you know, I do think grounded is one of those words kind of like grace or something like that, where we all have a different definition of it. Um, to me, grounded means being fully in my body fully present, kind of that like inner sense of calm, even though the outside world might feel a little scattered, just coming back to my breath, coming back to what is true, coming back to myself, I guess, is how I would summarize it. Um, I do think 
yeah, like grounding activities. It is one of those things where it's like, oh, I need to get grounded. You're like, excuse me, what does that mean? Um, but again, it's a personal definition for all of us. And one thing that I personally recommend that I think can be really helpful is engaging your senses. So whenever I'm personally feeling scattered or ungrounded, um, I just ask myself to focus in on each and every kind of stimulus around me. So I'll kind of quiet myself and think, what are five things I can see right now? What are four things I can feel right now? Maybe it's the ground beneath your feet. Maybe it's the sturdy chair supporting you. Maybe it's the softness of your sweater. Um, just really, you know, really feeling those things. What are three things you can hear right now? Um, maybe it's the creak of the floorboards. Maybe it is like the hum of the washer. Um, but just again, engaging in the moment. What are two things you can smell right now? And what is one thing you can taste? And I kind of will just work through that in my mind. And that's very grounding to me. It's super easy. It takes like one minute. Um, but I think the beauty of like grounding rituals is that they can be done anytime, anywhere. Um, and you can just kind of feel your breathing slow, your muscles relax and just come back to yourself. So that's a simple um, grounding ritual I can think of. I personally love, love, love journaling. Um, that is kind of one of my non-negotiables in my life. Every single morning I sit down with my coffee journal. It's like truly three to five minutes. It's not this dramatic, long process, but it is such a release for me no matter what. Um, and I've compiled or I wrote like nine grounding journaling prompts. So these could be things like I showed courage today by I know I am capable of I have come to peace with and just starting with these prompts. I feel like it's very releasing to just get it out on paper and say like, OK, I permit myself to feel what like what is an emotion that I'm judging myself for? Like what is something that's causing internal pressure or this feeling of unease? And just getting it out on paper and acknowledging that I feel like can be really beautiful and grounding. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think one, another one you could do. This is kind of silly, but, you know, I hope people aren't driving right now. But if you're in your home, one thing you can do is just take a seat, close your eyes and then just physically place your hands on the crown of your head and just lightly press down and take a few deep breaths and you can just kind of feel the weight of your body like settle in and just feel that like reconnection to the physical ground beneath you. I think that that is one of my like secret little tools to like physically grounding myself. If I ever just feel a little up in the clouds or uneasy or scattered, that can really bring me back to the present moment. This is going to maybe sound like really weird and woo woo. And I don't understand what it like if there's like science behind it or what. But when I was really healing from anxiety a few years ago, what my holistic nutritionist said to ground myself by literally eating vegetables and things that came from the ground, like root vegetables. And so if I like really needed to be grounded that day to have like beets or carrots or like a beet juice, like to really have food in my body that came from the ground. And I know it sounds so weird, but it 
I don't know if it was mental or what, but it really did support me. And then another thing that I've done that's been helpful is like, I'll put a hand on my heart and then a hand like on my belly and then just breathe and make sure I can feel like the breath in both hands. Cause I think sometimes when we're stressed, we have like short breaths that like live in our heads and to really pause and like focus on that breath, kind of like you're saying. And like when I can feel my diaphragm like going in and out, when I pause and allow myself to breathe and feel my body breathing. And I love what you said about the crown thing, like literally like touching your head. Um, because I definitely have those moments where I like feel out of body a little bit and like woozy and to just pause and like put your hand on your head and breathe. It sounds so helpful. Kate, you are so incredible. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your wisdom. Is there any other goodness you want to leave us with in this time or any last tip or anything for anyone who's feeling like they want to feel grounded in this season? Yeah, you know, I do have a lot of thoughts around COVID-19 and how it's impacting us. But I think the main thing I just want to close off with is that while it is impacting all of us differently, um, it is impacting all of us. And just like finding grace and maybe your situation is different from your neighbors or your friends or your families, but it is impacting everyone and just really finding the grace in that and understanding that people may need to approach this season differently than you do. Um, and, you know, on my blog right now, I'm really trying to just give tangible peaceful advice for this time. I'm not going to dance around what's happening right now, um, but I'm also not going to fixate on it. I just want to give you tangible and peaceful tools to help you navigate this season, um, body, mind, and spirit. And I'm really passionate Mm -hmm. about just using my knowledge base to just help you navigate this time. The word unprecedented does keep being used and it's because it's true. We've never really navigated a time like this, but I believe we can do it. you know, keeping a soul focus and just really staying grounded, even though the world may feel chaotic. Um, And I do just think it's possible to be prepared for what's to come without being panicked. Um, So on my blog right now, I shared 16 tips to eat healthy during quarantine. We covered a few of them. Um, And then like eight holistic rituals to ground yourself in times of stress. So I'm just trying to give content that is not following the narrative of panic and freak out and, you know, go to a place of stress. I want to acknowledge the realness of this situation, but I also want you to know that you can find grace in this season. You can find moments of stillness. You can find moments of peace. Um, and there is something on the other side of this for all of us. And I just want to help you in this journey right now. So I think that is what I would like to close with is that we're all feeling this differently, but I would love to be a resource for you. I received the words that you're speaking to us and teaching, and I'm so grateful for your mission and your passion to um, like live from a whole, whole space in the space of the both and, and to like, I just feel like you just equip so practically. So I'm just really grateful for you and we'll link to your blog post in the show notes. And for people who don't follow along with you, can you just go ahead and tell us how to keep in touch with you? Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. I would love if you guys came and hung out. Um, my Instagram is Kate.Eskri, 
E-S-K-U-R-I. Um, and then I am over at the foundationblog.com. Um, and that's where I talk about all things holistic and realistic wellness. Um, I would love to have you guys follow along and hang out. Ah, oh, amazing. Well, um, we will talk soon. And who knows, maybe you'll be the first podcast guest that will be on my podcast three times. I would love that. <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, take care, Kate. Okay. Bye, Kat. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. If you are new here, maybe you've listened for a long time and there's topics, questions, comments, concerns that you have about what we're up to, follow us on Instagram, The Refined Woman. Send me a DM and I will get back to you and let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know what you want to talk about. And I would love to make that happen for you. Have such a fabulous day. (laughs) Bye.